Welcome to Heal Thyself. I am Jess Pfeffer, the founder of Real Connection Sofla, and I am excited to share holistic experts, practitioners, and healers each week with you. They will be sharing their journeys into the health and wellness field and leaving you with tips, tools, and techniques for you to use in your own personal life. Today, we have Suzanne Gunderson, founder of Transform Connections. Welcome, Suzanne. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I would love for you to first start off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about who you are and what you offer as a holistic healer practitioner. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. So uh, for 15 years, I worked in natural stress management, and I call myself a somatic wellness practitioner. I really help people be empowered to transform their stress and reconnect to their bodies and their lives. I, uh, I use techniques that are based in neuroscience and somatics and energy methods that all help to lessen and reverse symptoms of chronic stress and trauma. Beautiful. Well, I'm so glad to have you on today. I'm um, curious, what was the path um, to, to this? Was there anything in your own life journey that brought you to helping people transform their stress? Oh, 100%. You know, I think we all kind of, and finding our life purpose, it's always about what, what challenges that we've all kind of solved for ourselves. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in the hectic Northeast and kind of lived the marching life of, you know, you go to college, you get a job, and you kind of stay there. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of uh, early developmental trauma, a lot of chronic anxiety in my life. And that was always in the background of my doing this other work of just kind of existing in, in, in the corporate world. Uh, but yet I needed to really transform myself. And so I found a lot of really amazing, you know, unique and innovative and alternative and holistic uh, tools and skills that I brought into my own world that were really helping me get results that I was looking for. And after, you know, 15, 20 years of just being my own first client, I said, hey, I've got to be able to share this with other people just to kind of both keep the language fluid in my life of all the things I had learned, as well as just wanting to help other people that were struggling with what I had gone through. So I made the leap from the corporate world uh, you know, back a few years ago, uh, I think the beginning of 2017. So I've been doing this work full time, even though I had been doing it part time uh, for quite some time. So definitely my own story. I am my own first client. Mm, yeah, I feel like that it's pretty typical in our world, but I definitely think it's great for people to recognize that, you know, our stories sometimes not only can we help ourselves, but that is so beautiful when someone realizes that, that they can also be the support for others. Um, so you mentioned before you were in corporate, now that you're doing more of the stress reduction and you have all these new tools, what exactly mm -hmm. does that look like? Are there certain um, ways that you do it? Anything that is, you know, sorry, you mentioned about science. So what are the yeah. ways to release somatic stress and trauma? Are there any certain exercises or tools? And really, what are the ones that you like to offer the most? So I definitely focus on a couple of key areas with clients I work with. Uh, early developmental trauma, uh, PTSD, high anxiety, uh, divorce, grief and loss, empath overload. So those are kind of my, my typical clients that I work with. Um, and what it is that I do is I have a, a three-week program that I call Somatic Stress Regulation and Trauma Release. And it incorporates all of the best of the best of everything that I've learned, uh, which includes, you know, somatic orienting and experiencing, uh, vagal toning exercises, energy methods like tapping and also energy exercises, and then also 
TRE, which is a which is a somatic stress regulation technique. It's an involuntary tremor mechanism that helps to downregulate the nervous system. So within my three-week program, I bring all of these incredible tools to empower the individual to both kind of rationalize this backlog of stress and trauma that's been living in their body and their nervous system, and then also help them to build more of a bounce back ability, which people often use the term resilience. So that way we've got some, you know, some ability to kind of have a bigger window of tolerance for future stresses that might be coming at us. But we're all living with just a really big backlog of, of stress and trauma. So the program really helps people kind of get a jump on helping their bodies get present and then also be able to, to build that capacity for the future. Yeah, resilience is definitely a, a big word that comes up, especially with everything going on. And, you know, we talk about trauma and I've heard the term big T and little T, right? We all have had different trauma from a variety of things, including, of course, childhood. Um, and then even just at the state of that the world is now or has been. Um, you mentioned right. about vagal toning. I would love for you to talk a little bit about the vagus nerve as a yogi and yoga teacher. I know that I talk a bit about it and bringing ourselves to the parasympathetic and fight flight, yes. but some of our listeners mm -hmm. might not know much about it. Will you share a little bit about it, please? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, our body has a nervous system, which is just the manager of all of our body systems. Some of those systems happen automatically, instinctually. Some of them are conscious. Um, but we've got a main nerve in our nervous system called the vagus nerve, and it connects uh, all of our organs of our body to our brainstem. And it's kind of like a super highway. It's constantly sending messages of, am I safe or am I not safe? And ultimately, the brainstem is going to make the decision based on the nervous system's ability to tolerate stress in the present moment whether it needs to revert back to ancient strategies for survival, like fight, flight, or freeze. But the vagus nerve really is just that, it's just a messenger. It's not doing anything. But when we are in environments where it's really challenging us, it's almost like if you imagine this super highway vagus nerve as a, a road, and if it was constantly being sending messages of threat based on the sensitivity of the nervous system, it'd be almost kind of like having potholes in the road. It'd be a really bumpy ride to, road or to, to drive on. And so when you do some vagal toning exercises, uh, you can actually smooth out that messenger to be able to be sending, it'll have more of a tone to it so that it's sending more messages of safety than threat. Because once it becomes a very bumpy road, it is, it's kind of stays as a bumpy road. So the few things that are really simple that you can do uh, that, that can strengthen your vagal tone, um, one of them is humming. You know, we have a, this vagus nerve that runs along our spine up to our brainstem, it runs along the back of the throat area. So anytime you start to hum, you're vibrating that vagus nerve, like really starting to kind of kind of like shake the kinks out of it a little bit. Uh, so that's a really easy way, or, or chanting also works, or any kind of wind instrument like a uh, harmonica or flute or something like that, or even just singing. Um, it's a really easy portal to be able to connect to the vagus nerve to start to regulate it. And there's lots of other really wonderful things that we can do, even through sound, you know, hearing higher frequency tones, really training our inner ear muscle to be able to be soothed by higher frequency sound. That also starts to calm the vagus nerve. So this vagus nerve is, is, is not working against us. It's working for us. It's trying to keep us alive and, and safe. Uh, by sending the messages that it does, but if we are too hypervigilant or hypovigilant to life, 
we really want to strengthen our vagal tone to be able to have more messages of safety be sent to the nervous system. That way we can stay more in that, what I call kind of that green zone, that parasympathetic rest and digest part of our nervous system that really helps us to restore goodness and wellness. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, as you're speaking on that, I know it's my reminder of why I love that I have you as a friend and in my network, because as a, again, as a yoga teacher, and I, I know that's a big part of my platform and you know part of my business I love reminding people that just because yoga movement breath is what I chose as my tool that it's not the only one you know and then of course how much it's connected yeah when you talk about humming and chanting right away I think of like sacred sound of ohm you know mm-hmm. and how we start a lot of our classes or end with it um, and then you mentioned also about you know, kind of anxiety. And I know from my own understanding of, you know, we think a bear is chasing us, right, when there really isn't a bear. And I know years and years ago, I was diagnosed with um, general anxiety disorder. And the psychologist, he really put it in a really great perspective for me. He's like, all right, he's like, you're at a certain level at all times, and he had his hands together. He's like, and when you already have general anxiety, the smallest thing, you know, brings you all the way up higher. You're not starting at the low end. It's so quick right. to get to that really high level. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting there, I'm like, wow. And of course, that's again, when I started more of my yoga practice, but it definitely is something that we all sometimes know about. We don't necessarily have the tools, but like anything, it's first being aware. So now that I know that, I, I think it's so beautiful that I'm able to share it with my partners and my friends. So they get why all of a sudden I'm in that kind of panic mode or that tight chest even if it's the smallest thing, it's because I'm kind of always sitting there, right? So that kind of in-between space is not that much of space. Yeah, there's a, there's some, there's a term called trauma brain. And, you know, when you talked about little T or big T trauma, you know, trauma is relative to the body. You know, you might, you know, drop a glass of milk and, and have trauma, or you might have something other, you know, other experience that's more horrific that might really be impacting your nervous system. But no two bodies are exactly alike. So trauma is really relative to the body. And so what happens is that once that body has that shock and it's already messaged to the brainstem, we then have trauma brain. And trauma brain catastrophizes everything. It keeps everything at that kind of level of, you know, seven, eight or nine or higher. So when you talk about having this anxiety issue, yeah, your, your, your trauma brain is, is still and it's set in that shock that had it the first time you experienced it. So when you go into the same trigger, you're already at an eight or a nine. And then just the over experience of trauma makes everything bigger and, and, and worse and, and deeper and, and harder to come out of until we find, you know, the tools that resonate with us, you know, to your point earlier about maybe it's yoga, maybe it's breath work, maybe it's something else, uh, but find the tools that work for us to help our bodies learn how to feel safe in, in the stillness of, of self-connection. We just don't know how to do that because we just live in this very overstimulated society, which just fuels our trauma and fuel in the, in the body and in our brain. Right, that go, 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 right? Always on the go as opposed to just letting things settle. Um, so speaking of taking care of ourselves and having those tools, do you have any self-care practices or non-negotiables um, or even like a daily routine that kind of keeps you um, in that space? So great question. You know, I work a lot with other people's bodies. And so I uh, make it a point to live very close to the ocean and be able to recycle my body through Mother Nature. 
I think there's no better healer out there than Mother Nature. It is a universal frequency of life that we are always kind of striving to be uh, in that, that in, our, in our natural rhythm and flow. So I definitely make it to the beach a couple times a week for long walks, a couple miles at a time to really, you know, barefoot in the sand. You know, when it's not winter and it's in the, in the ocean, warm is, ocean is warm, definitely want to spend, you know, 20 minutes in the ocean at a time. That's really important to me. I have my own yoga practice that also helps me, um, you know, really challenge my body to to relax and, and be present. So I do that a couple times a week too. Um, and then I practice my own toolbox. You know, everything that I, I'm blessed enough to have clients that help me practice every day the things that I share. So I do my energy exercises every day. I do my vagal toning exercises every day. And it's not like some very strict regimented, like, oh, it's 10 minutes in the morning. It's throughout the day that, you know, the more I practice them, I make them a habit in my life to be able to use them when I need them because life is very stressful. So it's I practice them when I remember them, when I think about them. I'm like, oh, there's the little message. I need to do something now. Or when I'm triggered and go, oh, okay, I need to do something now. It's a little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. yeah I, I think that's good too. Because sometimes we, we put more stress on ourselves, at least I do when I'm like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. Like, have I done my movement? You know, like, have I done my mm-hmm. breath work yet? So I like that you're just using the tools as sees fits. Um, and you mentioned before about the humming. Um, when it comes to tappings, I know that's something that I learned from you. And then I was using the um, app for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. What about it? Or can you share with us maybe a couple of points that we can do? Um, and maybe when you use it, you know, if something comes up in your day, is that ever anything that you use on the go? Yeah, I mean, tapping is a brilliant tool. It's a self-use acupressure technique where you literally use your fingertips to tap on energy points of the body. And when you do that, you're shifting how you feel and experience your body, your emotions and your thoughts. So, you know, without making it really complicated, because there's a lot of people out there saying, here, follow my tapping script or watch this video and tap along with me. There's only three words you ever need to say when you're tapping, and that's let it go. So I like to use the points that are between your eyebrows. So if you just took your two fingers, if either hand just started tapping between your eyebrows, you want to tap hard enough where you're actually hearing a padding sound. You want to tap about five to ten times per point. And then tap on the side of the eye, right on your temple, and then under your eye on the top of your cheekbone. And then I like to take all four fingers of one hand and get a nice tap on your collarbones, just kind of where a necklace might be lying on your neck. And all you have to do is just focus on the thing that's stressing you out and notice how you know it's stressing you out, whether it's a movie you watch in your mind or a sound or a voice or a noise that you're hearing. Or maybe it's a feeling that you have or a sensation that you're experiencing. Put all your focus and awareness on that while you're tapping on these points at the same exact time and saying to yourself or out loud, just let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. And then you want to take a nice exhale at the end of that. And then you want to go and visit something that feels really easy. Maybe it's like floating in the ocean or, um, you know, your nice soft pillow or a hot shower or something. Just change the neural pathways in your brain from that stress pathway something that feels really good and then just go be there for a moment and give yourself some relief and then check back again and see how you know the intensity is of of the the thing that was stressing you out and just keep going back and forth and back and forth and the good will always collapse the bad along with you know you're really starting to process and move things through your energy body uh, with the tapping 
Great. And another practice you mentioned was TRE. Can you talk a little bit about that and how it um, is beneficial when our bodies start to shake? Oh, absolutely. Right. So, you know, TRE stands for trauma release exercises. It's a somatic stress regulation technique. Uh, it's a series of very simple stretches that you do that, uh, that mimic a, a fight or flight in the nervous system, which then will activate your nervous system to react. And when it is reacted, but yet in a safe environment, we are able to kind of get in the back door of the nervous system saying, hey, there's no other signals here being perceived by the nervous system that there's threats. So whatever this excess overwhelm is that we're doing with these stretches, let's just, you know, discharge this and get it out of the body. So, so TRE is actually a stretching sequence that invites the body you know, to be able to gently shake off and literally shake off stress. Just like when the body is overheated, we sweat. Um, but when we're overstressed, the body wants to shake. That's its natural you know, stress regulation mechanism. But because of the judgment and opinion that we have of what it looks like, we don't let our body have this experience. And so we bury this overwhelm in our body and it lives as a dysregulated nervous system. So TRE just really helps us to invite this natural tremor mechanism to discharge this accumulated overwhelm that's been trapped in the nervous system and downregulate down -regulate the nervous system back to a place of homeostasis and well-being in that, you know, what I call the yummy green part of our nervous system, our parasympathetic rest and digest. Uh, where we're just really not used to familiarly, you know, living. We're used to, our bodies are just so accustomed to fight or flight or freeze. And so TRE really helps to kind of awaken the body from freeze, thaw it out, help it process through fight or flight, which looks like the shaking, and then land back into homeostasis and well-being. And the more we can practice being well, and I mean really practice, it takes practice to be well. Um, there's so much that we're up against, uh, you know, with the world and their influence and then just our habits and patterns of how we live. It really takes a lot to, you know, be diligent to practice. So TRE is a really simple tool that we can use in the moment. Once we learn how to turn on this tremor mechanism uh, and you have the experience of it, you can learn how to use it as a living skill. That way you're walking around and you can just kind of invite this tremor to, to, to shake off any stress you might be having in the moment. And it's, you know, I've been doing it for about 10 years now and, I just, you know, teaching classes, it's always kind of, uh, it's, it's so fun to watch people kind of go, wow, I can't believe I've lived in my body this whole long, didn't know how to do this thing. And it's not a, a tremor mechanism or a shaking mechanism that you have to do. It will naturally turn on for you. Um, but every body is unique. So some people, you know, get it started the first time. Sometimes it takes a couple of times, but it's, it's very natural to the body. I like that you said it's a practice. I I always hit listen to people like, oh, I went to the gym and, you know, I'm like, did you go one time and expect that muscle, right? It's exactly. kind of like our body needs this, like, and also especially when it comes to breaking habits, um, we're so good at kind of, you know, making the habits, but, oh, I don't know if we're good at it, but we attempt to, um, but even breaking the habits. And you mentioned a little bit earlier, I did want to touch upon that. Is this something that you teach one-on-one? -on -one? I think you said classes, workshops, or how, how do you offer it? And actually even more so, how can we find out to learn more about it and what you offer? Yeah, fantastic. So uh, currently, you know, I'm doing, uh, well, I've been doing for a while, free monthly intro workshops usually once a month. So if you go check out my website, transformedconnections.com, you can see when I've got uh, some free workshops so you all can kind of get an intro to what it is that I do. Uh, and it's a very interactive experience. 
I also do a lot of um, online speaking. Uh, so you might catch me in an online event where I'm training people at a deeper level, the science, and also a little bit of interactive. Uh, I have done women's transformational retreats in the past. I hope to bring them back again um, uh, in the next year or two. Uh, but my signature program is called Somatic Stress Regulation and Trauma Release. It's a three-week one-on-one private program. Uh, where we work together to, you know, rationalize that backlog of stress and trauma in the body and, uh, and really start to have um, a, a self-regulation, a stress self-regulation skill set to be able to, you know, manage life stresses. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I think all this value, valuable information is great to get an overview, but obviously like anything that, that one-on-one and, and I think accountability, right? Like I've learned from you, but now sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot, right? Or we learn a new tool or all that. So thank you so much for joining us today, Suzanne. And yeah, for you. all of you listeners, if you like this episode and you want to hear more like them, please like this, follow and share. And um, thank you again until next time. I'm wishing you all good health, lots of love and happiness. Bye. Bye.